previously on Eris Unveiled. Well, I'm going to hell. That seems about right. Party with Putty. Hey, have you heard the one about the guy in hell with the coffee and the donuts? I'm not in the mood. Oh, some coffee and a donut. <laughs> what do you care? You don't believe in hell. I know, but he does. So it's more of a relationship problem than the final destination of your soul. Well, relationships are very important to me. Maybe you can strike that up with the Prince of Darkness as you burn for all eternity. strongest storm. A hurricane occurs when high pressure and low pressure masses are there. Turning off emotional faders, keep repeating self-fading phrases. I have heard enough of these voices, almost like I have no choice. This is biological stasis, my mood shifting to manic places. Wish I laughed and kept the good friendships, watch life feel like First and foremost, for making me do this shit, motherfucker.
And now, the continuation. Sort of seem like there's a there's a deeper unsettling quality to uh, to this knowledge. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you think? The the issue with the argument is that it has absolutely nothing to do with with uh, free will. Uh, it's just that you have a system which is an open system, and you input something which is this prediction, and then the system reacts to it. So um, you can't predict the system without also uh, modeling the entire system from the outside, including the prediction. They're just all the same, which brings us back to this question about the block universe, mm. uh, which ma which makes things much uh, much more complicated. Uh, um, so, um, but also, I mean, uh, as you say, there there is this deeper question about how would people react if they knew that their behavior is predictable. And uh, I have to say that I kind of think I'm 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 not in the business of uh, <laughs> only saying nice <laughs> things, uh, right? I, I can't just uh, as a scientist, I can't only say the things that people would like to hear. Uh, and so how do you make sense of this? Well, um, you know, one thing to keep in mind, uh, this is something that I uh, like to remind myself of, of. If you have a deterministic evolution, we we often interpret this to mean that um, the present is determined by the past. But mm. the opposite is also true. The past is determined by the present or to make it even weirder, um, the, the present is determined by the future. Uh, because those moments are all one-to-one -one maps to each other. So um, this, I think, is a pretty powerful argument to get you out of this. Oh, my God, it's all been determined by the past. Well, it's also the other way around. Uh, the, the past is determined by the present. They're just all the same, which brings us back to this question about the block universe. Wow, there, there's so much there. I wanted to ask a little bit more. You, you, you brought up the block universe twice at sort of the end of an answer and said, oh, this is the idea of the block universe. Can you expand on what you mean by that a little bit? What is the block universe? Yeah, so, so the block universe is basically the insight that the present moment isn't special uh, in any particular way. So, so there is mm. no now, but all moments are already there. Um, they, they sit in this mathematical construct, which we call the block universe. Um, so this is basically an, a view from out of time, so to speak, mm. um, in, which, uh, in which we make a particular trajectory or a story, as I, as I just put it. So, so we are in the block universe living out uh, our lives uh, to the best we can. 
Um, but if you were able to look at it from from the outside, you would see it all at once. It's it's all already there. So so that's the block, which is the universe. <laughs> it it life is like a parody of your favorite song. Just when you think you know all the words, surprise, you don't know anything. It's speculative fiction that does something very special to otherwise closed minds. It creates space for the novel. Just allowing oneself to pretend that something could be true is more than enough. We can't imagine something without at least entertaining that possibility to speculate on fictional scenarios. And in the process, we reveal truths we may have hidden from ourselves. There once was a man called Harry who went on two legs, wore clothes, and was a human being. Nevertheless, he really was a wolf of the steppes. In his childhood, he was wild and disobedient and disorderly. And those who brought him up declared a war of extinction against the beast in him. And precisely this had given him the idea that he really was a beast with only a thin veneer of the human. had a beautiful thought or felt a fine and noble emotion, the wolf laughed with bitter scorn. He knew well enough what suited him. But when Harry behaved as a wolf, the human part of him lay in ambush, called him brute and beast, and spoiled all pleasure in his simple and healthy and wild wolf's being. It cannot be denied that he was generally very unhappy. And he could make others unhappy too. For he always brought his own dual undivided nature into the destinies of others. Knowing the bliss of meditation no less than the gloomy joys of hatred and self-loathing. He is nevertheless captive to the bourgeoisie and cannot escape it. Unless, if suffering has made his spirit tough and elastic enough, he finds a way of reconciliation and an escape into humor. Now, what we call the bourgeois a principle of human existence is nothing less than a search for balance. It is in the middle of the road that the bourgeois seeks to walk, always ready to compromise between right and wrong, good and evil. He will never surrender either to the martyrdom of the spirit or to the martyrdom of the flesh. The vital force of the bourgeoisie resides in its outsiders, artists and intellectuals like Harry, who develop far beyond the level possible to the bourgeois. The outsider has two souls, two beings, God and the devil. And in John chapter 8, in Jesus' primary teaching about the devil, he says that he is the father of lies. And the way that he comes to attack you is with words and ideas that are not true. 
And that is his primary way. It's, it's the same as what is happening in Russia at the moment. It's a campaign of disinformation to cause you to believe things that are not true so that your reality would be severely disaffected by what it is that you have come to believe. You think this is what happens, um, and John Mark Comer says, you know, this is what happens in the Garden of Eden. As Satan comes to attack Adam and Eve, he doesn't come at them with a faulty toaster. He doesn't come at them with a sword. He doesn't come at them with any kind of like a weapon that you might recognize as, you know, from physical warfare. He comes at Adam and Eve with a word, with an idea. It's revealing the truth. This is the truth of mankind. No, you're wrong. This is the truth of mankind. How's work going? Good, you know, busy. They're lying to themselves. Gary's supervising a new venture. That looks promising. It's all lies. All lies, John. Dreams. Right, sweetie? Kate dreams of running away where no one will find her. How are you, Beth? Gary dreams of proving his father was wrong about him. How's Bernard doing? How's your writing going? Your house of the novel. Good, you know? Bet dreams of creating something that matters to people. Their dreams inspired them. I thought I'd have more time to write with Bernard off at college, but it's been great having him home, so... Their dreams kept them alive. But if you rob them of their dreams, if you take away their hope, or thereabouts, a happy but not harmless idea came to him, from which he often derived some amusement. He appointed his 50th birthday as the day on which he might take leave of this world. Let happen to him what might, he could bear any suffering, saying to his pain, only wait two years and I am your master. First of all, Sabina, what, what is time? <laughs> so b before Einstein, time was just this 
this um, cosmic ticking clock uh, that mm -hmm. says, okay, now it passes where one step to the next. And uh, with Einstein, uh, time became a label on a coordinate axis. Our best current description of the observations that we lump together as time is that time is the dimension. Um, so this is uh, how it works in Einstein's theories of special and general relativity. Time is the dimension as opposed to being a universal parameter, uh, which it used to be before Einstein. And uh, labels on coordinate axes are ambiguous. You can change them. You know, you change to a different ruler or what, what have you, as, the same way you can do it in, in space. So what happens is that time becomes this uh, personal thing. So uh, every one of us has their own uh, ticking clock that uh, depends on the exact way we move around uh, in space-time. It's also called the proper time or the Eigentime, if you like a German word. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Eigentime in German. Eigen, yes. Eigen just means uh, own. It's uh, yes. your, your own time. Um, yeah, um, and, 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 and so th this leads to some perplexing consequences. Uh, for example, in Einstein's uh, theories, it becomes impossible to define one moment as now that we can all agree on. Um, any way you're trying to construct a moment of now, it depends on how you move. So every observer that moves at, at, at a different speed uh, has their own no notion of now. And, you know, who, who are you to say that one observer's now is any better than some other observer's now? So um, your now could be somebody else's past or it could be somebody else's future. And the only logical conclusion you can draw from Einstein's theories is that uh, all moments exist the same way as this present moment. And this is what's called the block universe. <laughs> We are but visitors on this rock, hurtling through time and space at 66,000 miles an hour, tethered to a burning sphere by an invisible force in an unfathomable universe. This most of us take for granted, while refusing to believe these forces have any more effect on us than a butterfly beating its wings halfway around the world. Or that two girls, born on the same date, at the same time, in the same place, might not find themselves the unfortunate focus of similar unseen forces, converging like the planets themselves into burning pinpoints of cosmic energy, whose absolute gravity would threaten to swallow and consume everything in its path. Or maybe the answer lies even further from our grasp. I think it was Satan. Sir, Satan it was. The right costume driving you batty. Drive over the big Kmart out Halloween sale and you'll have dozens of the latest and greatest costumes to choose from. Kids' costumes are on sale as low as $4.99. Plus, name your treat and resto. You get fun-sized bags for just $1.88. It's all here at Big Kmart's house Halloween sale. All its savings so good it's scary. <laughs> so hurry right in. Here's a good idea for Halloween. Wrigley's gum. My kids love it and it's the food I approve of. It's because I know Wrigley's pyramid double mint juicy fruit or big red gum is a wholesome treat for kids. It won't spoil their appetites. Each stick is neat and wrapped, ready to hand out, and there's great value in a variety of fashion sizes. I like this new 50 stick bag. Wrigley's Gum is the best idea for Halloween. Get the wholesome Halloween treat kids love. Wrigley's Gum. On the bottom of the line. 
psychologists studying the phenomenon have found that a brief moment of awe can help people act with an increased sense of meaning and purpose, turning our attention away from the self and toward collective self-interest. Awe even helps regulate our body's immune response, reduces inflammation as if engendering a less defensive, aggravated response to the unknown. After a few moments of awe, people behave with greater altruism, cooperation, and self-sacrifice. It makes people feel like part of something larger than themselves. Unlike traditional fiction, Spectre is nothing to the standard Aristotelian arc that's characterized drama and story for the past two millennia. All of us, that indescribable feeling we get when the lights begin to dim. Oh, I can't describe it. And we go places we've never been before. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Dazzling images on a huge silver screen. Somehow heartbreak feels good in Take a baby stay. 
action, it frees us not only from our personal reality tunnels, but from the tired narrative conventions that limit our approaches to innovation and collaboration, consensus, and liberation. In this sense, speculative fiction is inherently revolutionary, or better, evolutionary in its purpose. Not only can things be different, but the way in which that shift happens must also be up for discussion. Every story is a theory of change, whether or not it rises to that occasion. In a world where nearly every experience makes us feel like we're being quantized for the benefit of an observing algorithm, we need ways of slipping between the prescribed values to the bizarre in-between spaces where life breeds and human thought mutates. Just because it's fun doesn't mean it's wrong. This is the work. This is the play. Happily, living luckily, growing naturally, speaking softly, dreaming oddly, speaking honestly. Embody all ways of life, energy. Everything is perfect, actually. I know love will come eventually. Amazing, obviously. Going about my ways happily, living luckily, growing naturally, speaking softly, dreaming oddly, speaking honestly. Embody all ways of life, energy. Everything is perfect, actually. I know love will come eventually. Amazing, obviously. Going about my ways happily. is the question, what did Jesus mean when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life? Meanwhile, Can you please feel? 
comes with the sex robots.